Welcome to this weekend's He's Athletics. I'm your host, Neil Minton. With me as always, Coach Rip Ripley. How we doing, Coach? Doing well, doing well. Getting excited for some uh, season volleyball tournament this weekend, so it should be pretty good uh, Good time. Yeah, so we got a lot to talk about today. Let's start with um, – we had the state swim meet last week. What you got information on the state swimming for me, Rip? Yeah, so uh, we had we had dual champions in both Porter Goud winning the boys and the girls in four A, and Spartanburg Day School winning both in the three A. Uh, on the boys' side, Hammond finishing third, followed by Wilson Hall. On the in the three A level, it was Palmetto Christian in second, followed by Hilton Head Christian. On the girls' side, we have Porter Goud winning, like I said, followed by Carter Newman and Hammond in four A, and then Spartanburg Day followed by Hilton Head Christian and Mead Hall in the three A division. Uh, I believe I saw this was Porter Gowd's ninth straight state championship in swimming. Very impressive. Very impressive oh. for sure. Well, um, you know, we don't have all the individual results on that, but I appreciate All right. So we'll see how this goes. Difficulties. <laughs> we'll just pick up from here and uh, we'll see how it goes and we'll do our best. All right. So, um, good team results for the Skiza State. And, you know, those kids work hard, so it's good to recognize them a little bit. And um, Absolutely. We'll try to come up with some individual stuff. But, you know, big event in Skiza this weekend is, is a volleyball tournament. State volleyball yeah. tournaments were released yesterday. I'm sure if it's like basketball, phones were ringing and call oh, coaches, yeah. calling coaches and trying to get films and reports and this. That right. um, Rip, you being a volleyball coach, let's, um, let's dig in here and let's just look at the brackets. And I'll, I'll yeah. start with 1A. And we talked about, you know, all year you kind of had Lawrence and Cambridge look like they were kind of the two that, you know, kind of head to head and they both got the number one, one seeds. Um, what pops out at you at the 1A bracket? Anything interesting for you? Yeah, I mean, I know that you know, there's a lot of uh, St. Elizabeth and Seton. I know I heard from a few coaches yesterday asking, you know, they kind of play in that Myrtle Beach area. Now, their record was was pretty decent. I think they were like 13 and two maybe on the season. They won their region. Uh, but didn't play a lot of cross teams. So it'll be interesting to see how they kind of work out there. Um, you know, I think Cambridge and and um, Lawrence and um, who was it? Richard Wynn, um, you know, all pretty solid teams. Cross schools, a pretty good team. They play in a flex region down there. So at the 1A level, it's kind of hard sometimes to know the cross bracket, I'm sure, because there's not a lot of teams that play across the bracket. Um, I know Jefferson Davis won their region. They got a two seed. Um I believe Charleston Collegiate won their region, got a two seed. So it is kind of weird in that one division. You've got one really, really big region that's got Lawrence, Cambridge, you know, Newberry, Wardlaw, Richard Wynn, um, others as well. There's one really, really big region. They play like 16 region games. On the other side, you've got one with St. Elizabeth Ann where they play four region games. And so it can be kind of hard to, to compare sometimes. Sure. But, um, you know, it's going to be interesting. Last year, we got called over there that, you know, the 1A kind of was seemed like it was kind of one end of the, um, you know, I don't know, the arena. I don't know what you call it. Yeah. The, the convention center or whatever. And um, got down there. There's some pretty good volleyball going down there. And it was yeah. it was fun. And um, for anybody who's never been to the state tournament, you know, we tried to film it last year a little bit and put it live stream. And it was pretty difficult for me being old and not knowing what I'm doing. But we tried real hard. Just so everybody could see it because it's like very much controlled chaos. Yeah. And um, it's very entertaining to be there. Absolutely. Um, so, all right, well, 2A looks like the Kings Academy gets a one seed and Cathedral Academy with one seeds. Yeah, I think Cathedral is probably your number one overall. Um, you know, Patrick Henry, a team that's had a pretty good year. They battled some injuries, I know, in the middle of the season that, that hurt them a little bit. Um, you know, when we – they were at the Baron Classic or Baron Bash earlier this year, 
And uh, but they're one of their better hitters was out, and so I didn't get to see their full team necessarily for that tournament. I think on the whole, you know, two A is going to be pretty competitive. I don't think there's anybody who's really dominant uh, at that level. Um, you know, but having team, you know, Kings, Buford Academy, Patrick Henry, um, and and Cathedral seem to be the top teams in the two A level. Yeah, I mean, I think Buford's probably poised to to make a little run. I think I like their draw if I'm them. Looking just looking at the little bracket from what I can see, I think they have a good chance to getting it to that winner's bracket game. And um, you know, that's always interesting too when you have that crossover. You know, yeah. I mean, you get if a higher seed loses, and we were talking about that with Coach Carter, and as we kind of move into three A, you know, if Shannon Forrest is the number one in three A overall, you know, Florence Christian also got a number one seed. Palmetto Christian got a number one seed. You don't want to lose that lose the game and cross over to the other bracket and get on Shannon Forrest's side. You know, that's kind of the big key. Um, But, yeah, looking at 3A, you got um, Shannon Forrest, Florence Christian um, with one C's, and then John Paul and Palmetto Christian. And you still, I think, it's wide open in 2A. You got a good Hilton Head Christian team with a two-seed, a good Greenwood Christian team, a Christian Academy um, team, and Northside Christian. So, I think you got all the ones and twos are very competitive. And, you know, you never know who might, you know, PD Academy, they're always feisty, right? They're going to play hard. So I think the three A is wide open. What 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 do you see looking at that bracket? Yeah, I agree. I, mean, I think you know, Florence Christian. You know, I think y'all have probably the best player in three A. Uh, I don't know if that's really up for debate. I mean, when when she's able to get in system, she, y'all are really really good. Um, you know, when you're able to get that out of system a little bit, it makes it a little bit harder. So it kind of goes to what they can do. You know, y'all played Palmetto Christian already though and beat them. Um, y'all played. Um, Christian Academy obviously won the region there. And so, um, you know, I think that that, you know, earned that number one seed with y'all. And then Shannon Forrest, same thing. I mean, Shannon Forrest has some games where, um, you know, they won that that Spartanburg region uh, over Greenwood Christian and Spartanburg Christian. Um, you know, it's tough, too. And I, you know, I actually talked to Mike a little bit yesterday after the brackets came out. And it, it is hard when we are making these brackets and looking at a couple different factors. I've had this talk with some other ADs as well. This is in all sports. This isn't just volleyball. But you have a team like a, uh, say, uh, First Baptist, right? Uh, and that's in 4A. But we'll use Spartanburg Christian's example here in 3A. You know, on the season, Spartanburg Christian's record is like 5-18, and 18, all right? But they play a really, really difficult schedule. And so it's hard. And, and unfortunately, they don't play any cross-region games. You know, right. that, that spot, other than Shan- Shannon Forrest came down to Baron Bash down here where they did get to play um, – PD, I believe. I think they played somebody else, maybe played, in Baron played Bash. Us. Played Florence Christian. That's right. They did play y'all. That's right. I couldn't remember if they played y'all or not. Um, and so, you know, they played Thomas Sumter, I think, as well, maybe. And so it, it makes it, you know, if you're not willing to do those things and come down here, well, then that's tough to 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 bracket across regions. So, um, you know, the records are tough though. Volleyball, especially, I think more than anything, because you have some team. I mean, even at the four A, and I'll draw my head. I mean, Porter Gout is a losing record right now. Porter Gout is a very very good volleyball team. And mm-hmm. and they choose to play an incredibly difficult schedule uh, with weekend tournaments and things like that. You know, on the flip side, you know, we have a pretty good record this year, but I don't know if that's indicative of where those two teams are based on just their records and their region records. You know, I right. think that, you know, Portia beat us, heads up. I mean, that's one of the teams we lost to. A lot of the teams we played in our year this year weren't as strong. And in the next couple of years, they'll probably be stronger again, and that'll even itself out. Um but, you know, we were able to have some teams that we were able to get wins over. And so you have some teams that come in with really high records. And I think us and y'all are examples of those. We kind of win the games in our area, and our records are usually pretty good. But that's not always the the, the all-telling sign, I guess, the way to put it. Sure. 
Sure. And I, and I don't fault schools for not wanting to travel, you know, all the time. I think you got to try to make that, you know, when you can, you know, but if for all kinds of reasons, for academics and for financial reasons, you know, trying to play local schedules is good, but you want to try to play the best teams in your area and then go to a Baron Bash and, and get that exposure and play. Right. And, you know, West Florence had a tournament, so that was local. We were able to play in that and play some public schools. And so you try to do that when you can. I agree for sure. And how about I think it's interesting to look at John Paul. John Paul's got one seed and Hilton Head Christian's a two. I mean, that's a big accomplishment for John Paul's volleyball program. Yeah. Yeah, they split. That's another region kind of like y'all's where y'all split with the top two teams, but either through tiebreaker or through another game somewhere, like in y'all's region's case, um, that kind of tie got broken. You know, John Paul, two a team. You know, I think Northside Christian – uh, is feisty. Now, I don't know. I know they've had bad, battling some injuries lately as well. Um, they had a girl roll an ankle in, in pregames, which is like a nightmare for every coach. Sure. Um, but she, uh, you know, she she was out the last couple of weeks. I don't know if she'll be back for the tournament or not. But but Northside Christian's a very good team. You know, Brian Elrod used to be at Hammond, uh, does a good job over there. Um, you know, I, I could see that if both, they win their first round games, that could be a really big game there at six o'clock on Friday night. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So that'd be interesting. All right, well, let's look at the four A. I'm sure you've looked at this a time or two, Rip. Yeah. So, um, obviously, Carter Newman and Porter Gout are your top two seeds coming in. Um, Ashley Hall and I guess you and Ben Lippin will be the next uh, two. Days. Ben Lippin will be next. Yeah, Ben Lippin got the bye. They beat us in the regular season. Um, we advanced because uh, two teams opted out of the tournament, which um, I don't know if I'm going to dive into that or not, but uh, definitely an interesting topic of conversation. Um. But, yeah, so two teams opted out. So we only had 11 teams in 4A, so everybody else made it. Um, and so, um, yeah, I mean, I think, I think, like I said, Carter Newman is the team, right? I mean, in my opinion, there's Carter Newman way up here, and there's a, a big gap, and there's Porter Gal. Porter Gal by beating – I mean, they beat us. They beat Ben Lippin. They beat Ashley Hall. I mean, they've established themselves as, as the clear number two team. Um, and then you've got a group of, of what I think is Ben Lippin, Ashley Hall, Northwood, and Wilson Hall that are – any of us can beat any of us. I mean, I think if you look at the score, I think Ben Lippin beat us in a third set by two points. I think that um, Ashley Hall and Northwood had really close games. You know, we beat Northwood in a fifth set, 15-12. We beat Ashley Hall, you know, 25-22, 25-21 on a, on a weird side tournament court. Um, you know, maybe could have gone differently, you know, on a big court. I mean, it's, it's going to be really tight with any of those teams playing each other. And we're all just trying to get a shot um, at first bat at Carter Newman, and Porter Gout, even first Baptist, first Baptist took Porter Gout to five sets last week. You know, I mean, they're yeah. they're in a spot where they get that potential rematch if they beat Hammond um, in that second round game. So, I mean, I think that uh, in a 4A, it's, it's going to be really competitive. I think especially once we get into Saturday, um, it's going to be really competitive. Um, but, you know, I mean, that's at this point in the season, I mean, it shouldn't be easy games out there. I mean, it's playoffs. It should be pretty tough games. All that's the way right. Around. That's right. And it should be fun. And it is a good time. And. You know, Myrtle Beach, I think it's Myrtle Beach Civic Center, Convention sports, Center. Sports Complex. Sports. Yeah, there you go. Myrtle Beach Sports Complex. So, hey, take your family down. And um, I think, you know, people might have a little freer Friday. So, let's let's transition that into, you know, into so what's going on in football. So, a lot of teams. First, let me say this. If you are doing our pick em, weekly pick on our Facebook page, you have to do that by 7 o'clock tonight. Okay? Now, Rip, I don't want any excuses. You heard me. 7 o'clock. I, I already did mine. I did mine. All right. So, Got to be by seven o'clock tonight because there's a lot of games that got changed. And, um, you know, basically yesterday I was kind of looking around. I saw one of the local public schools change. And I'm like, why did they change? So I looked at the weather and, you know, rain never bothers me 
especially somebody like me who likes to run the ball, we, we like to play in the rain. We sometimes pray for rain. But um, all the lightning in the area, that just can cause a long night. And there's supposed to be a lot of electrical, a lot of lightning um, around the state. So a lot of teams started making that change. And not all have, but a lot of teams will be playing tonight. And, um, you know, I, I was some – somebody made a comment to me as an athletic director, not a coach. Well, that's not too bad. Just changing the game. Just, yeah. just reschedule the game. <laughs> yeah, something like that. Oh, just reschedule. Nothing to it. Nothing yeah. to it. But, yeah, that's a lot goes into it, guys. You guys out there who think it's um, – since a lot of people. You talk about security and EMS and um, gatekeepers and concession workers and chain gang. And, I mean, it just – obviously officials. And then you change the game from Friday to Thursday. Well, you know, the same officials on Thursday are the same ones out there on Friday, right? So right. now, you know, if, and we were very fortunate. The Kings Academy, we were playing their middle school team across town. They're going to move their game over here. So the same refs, kind of like basketball, will do both games and – you know, just kind of help help us have enough officials. So it was good to see some skis of teamwork between our yeah. brothers over at Kings Academy to make all this happen for us tonight. But let's dig in. We got um a lot to unpack here, Rip, with the football. So let's um start with eight man and um let's start with last week here. So last week we had Jeff Davis with a shutout win over Ranger Jackson, um, Faith Christian with a big win over Holy Trinity. Richard Wynn, big win over Oak Book Prep. Warlaw the same with Newberry. Um, and um, King Academy getting a close win over Lawrence. So, a really close game there. And we, 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 talk, we thought that might would be a close game. So, no real shakeup in the eight-man. But what do you see from this week's slate of games, Rip? Yeah, this week you got Jeff Davis going to Faith Christian. You know, not – you know, Faith Christian, a team that had some games early in the year that I thought were tight. Um, you know, you've got Newberry at Lawrence, kind of a little rivalry game there. Uh, at the eight-man level, and then Richard Wynn going to Wardlaw. Um, Richard Wynn, I think, obviously the favorite that game, but again, Wardlaw, a team that can be kind of pesky right now. So, um, you know, nothing, no no big Titans going against each other this week necessarily, but, um, you know, being able to, you know, kind of, again, sort out that middle that middle area with some of the seating. Right, so our polls, we still have eight-man. We still have Jeff Davis one and Holly Hill two. I'm still getting a lot of people saying that's 1A and 1B. And then Richard Wynn um, down there at the third. But, yeah, I think the Wardlaw game is very interesting with Richard Wynn um, this week. That's the one I kind of keep an eye out on. Yeah. All right. So, we got um, last week in 1A, we had, you know, Lee Academy beat Dylan as expected. Um, Dorchester Academy with another nice win, a good win, 22-18 over Clarendon Hall. Um, that was a big end. I don't know if you had a chance to talk to Coach Nelson or not about that game, but that was a really good win for Dorchester on the road. Yeah. Yeah, he was I, – I didn't get a chance to talk to him. I saw on social he was posting just an exciting win for them, um, kind of solidifying their their place with back-to-back pretty big wins at 1A level. Yeah, and then, um, you know, Calhoun took care of Kings. Patrick Henry, even though it was a non-skeezy game, a really good win over a, a good Branchville team, 31-28. Yeah. And um, Thomas Hayward kind of with a big upset win. Uh, they, you know, kind of rivalry game you got – the old coach and quarterback coming back to Thomas Hayward, and Thomas Hayward kind of shocked everyone with a 41-28 victory over Buford County. Yeah. Yeah, Thomas Hayward, you know, kind of coming to form here these last few weeks and making a push here towards the playoffs. Yeah, so um, the 1A rankings have been – you know, we talked about it. It's going to be a mess. And, you know, I'm not sure how each – you know, each classification kind of gets seeded for playoffs a little bit. But Thomas Hayward has come on really, really strong. Um, you know, I'm not trying to – say what I've heard about their personnel and changes they've made. I don't think that's fair for me to talk, but they've made some changes offensively, which seem to really have benefited them. Yeah. So, um, you know, they're, they're playing good ball. So 
you know, you still with Patrick Henry beating Branchfield, you know, there's Patrick Henry still up there. You got Dorchester still up there. You got Thomas Hayward coming back in the fold. And obviously you never want to sleep on a Lee Academy. And he's still got a, a six and two Clarendon Hall team who um is right there too. So I'm looking at one A, you're looking at five teams that have a really good chance of competing. Yeah, and unfortunately, I don't think any of them play each other this week. I think, uh, you know, Dorchester's going to St. John's. Again, uh, maybe a pesky St. John's team, hopefully, to get Dorchester at home. You know, maybe a sleepwalk game for for Dorchester after two big wins. Thomas Hayward going to Pinewood Prep in a non-conference game. Um, you know, I think Patrick Henry may be off. I don't see them on Mike's list here unless I'm missing it. Um, and then uh, you've got Lee Academy hosting Carolina Academy, Clarendon Hall going to Calhoun. So, all of them in positions to, to to be favorites again this week and try to win a game to, to stay, to make this even more confusing if we head to the last week. Yeah, so with Patrick Henry, you know, I still have them at one and Dorchester at two. When Thomas Hayward beating Buford, we have them bumped up to three. But Lee and Clarendon Hall knocking right on the door in our polls there. Um, so let's let's transition in, in the 2A. Um, 2A, Bethesda just keeps rolling. You know, 40 yeah. nothing win over Northside last week. Interesting game, too. We talked about a coach, Orangeburg Prep, going back to Williamsburg, Don Shelley going back to his old school. And um, very pretty competitive game. Now, I think Orangeburg scored one late, but Williamsburg gets a 24-14 win over Orangeburg mm-hmm. Prep. Um, another very competitive game, Carolina Academy's a homecoming. And I and I said this is a game I felt like Carolina Academy really need to win, and they almost pulled it off. But Colin Prep gets a good 25-21 win at Carolina. Um, and – Spartanburg Christian um, beats Thomas Sumner. So that was your, your slate of games last week. Um, what about this week, Rip? Uh, so you've got Bethesda at Calden Prep. Excuse me, Buford at Calden Prep. Buford at Calden Prep, I think it's a pretty big one. You see how Buford kind of bounces back here going to Calden Prep in a pretty big seating-wise game. Um, Palmetto Northside, I'm not sure where we stand with playoffs and things like that at the bottom of the, of the level for 2A, but these might be some games where we're fighting for playoff spots a little bit in there. Um, and then uh, what do we got? Two A wise Williamsburg hosting Thomas Sumter Spartanburg Christian at Greenwood Christian. Yeah, that's a play. Uh, that's kind of a playoff position type game, I think. Mm-hmm. And I and I really like the Carolina Academy at Lee. I think that's you know yeah. two kind of local schools that will probably get after it pretty good. But yeah, I think you get really got to circle the Buford Collin Prep game. Um, you know, in our polls we have Williamsburg still number one, and we have. Um, Buford, or excuse me, Bethesda number two. We've had Buford at three coming off a loss, and and then Colin Prep is kind of like your four, four team. So here we are right here yeah. with each other. So it's that that's going to be a game that's going to kind of who's, – who's the third best team, right? I mean, that's what that's right. they're, they're showing right now. So um should be yeah. interesting. I think that's kind of the game of the week in my eyes, especially in that division. So, um, all right, as we move on into 3A, this is some delicate Lots grain on the pod. Lots of shakeup. Lots of shakeup for sure. So, you know, Pinewood Prep took care of business with Hilton Head Prep, and Northwood took care of business with John, John Paul. Um, first Baptist went out of region and, and lost to Bishop England. Hilton Head Christian shut out PD. Um, P, PD keeps fighting and getting close, man. They just hadn't put it quite together. Yeah. Um, they had a lot of good drives, and, and you know, they're, they're still dangerous to me looking at them. Sure. And of course, we had the podcast game. And, um, yeah. And, and good win, say, good win, Coach. Well, I appreciate that. And it's just, it just stinks. I feel bad for Coach Jarecki. A lot of, you know, had some injuries and, you know, all the breaks went our way. But I was proud of our kids. And it was it was a hard-fought game. And like you expect Wilson Hall and Florence Christian to be. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, I mean, I think that, you know, it, it definitely throws a wrench into what, you know, to the rankings, to the to the standings um, from what was maybe expected a couple of weeks ago. Um, but like I said a couple of weeks ago, when when, uh, you know, y'all were showing with it's that early, that tough early season schedule, I kind of, you know, like last year, I mean, able to farm able to kind of rebound and, and do some things well against us Friday night and get a good win. You know, in 3A, it really throws and it's kind of, you know, it's funny, you've got a group of people out there who want to make sure everything's right. And you've got some people that, that cheer for chaos. And there, there's a handful of, <laughs> of ADs and coach out there who want the chaos to happen. They want the teams that didn't play each other to, to have to be decided between. And, and we're going to get that possibly in in a couple of these divisions this year. Yeah, I think um, 1A, 1A and 3A both look a little chaotic. And, and of course, you know, there's still games to be played. So it's almost a little too early to me yeah. to talk about stuff. But – um, you know, you got potential with if Northwood beats the Pinewood, you know, that gives them one loss. You got you possibly have three or four teams all with one loss, yeah, at, at the top of 3A. And quite frankly, you know, that those seeds are going to really matter, yeah. <laughs> you know, they're going to matter for home games in the second round, but also matchups in the first round. Yeah. But it's also chaotic on the back end of that because you got potential to have two or three teams with one win yeah. in those last three spots that haven't played each other. Now, it might not work out that way, PD could win tonight and next week and, and yep. beat three and three and Northwood could, could beat Pinewood. You know I mean? There's so, there's so many things could happen. So it's kind of foolish for us to talk about it, but you know what coaches do? They like to speculate, right? They like oh, to look sure. ahead. I mean, that's, that's being part of fun, but I think it is funny to say a lot of the eighties want the chaos. Do you want to elaborate on that at all? I mean, just, you know, it's just kind of, you know, some of the ADs I talked to just like, they want to see what'll happen. You know, I think that, you know, I even heard from one AD and, and I don't know how familiar you are with it, but there is a rule in the skis of the, the famed blue book that if a three-way tie or if a tie cannot be broken due to point differential or head to head, there's a 10 yard overtime shootout uh, that takes place at a neutral location. This has never yeah. happened to my knowledge in skis of. No, I've I've heard of it. I've heard of it multiple times. Um, yeah. I've never been part of one. Okay, I've heard that has happened before. Okay, so I didn't even know it happened before. At least it hadn't happened in recent memory. Yeah, you know, it has not happened in recent. But uh, you know, like I was talking to to an eighty the day, and we were talking about you know, say, <laughs> I mean, say this scenario happens, and you've got Hilton Head Christian, Wilson Hall, Florence, and Pinewood, some combination of those teams. Where, are, are we going to meet in a field in Dorchester County and just draw ten yards in the ground and say let's go? <laughs> I mean, how's that? When does that take place? Is it a Monday and you got to play a playoff game Friday? Is it Saturday morning after the games? I mean, how does that work? Yeah, I I, you know, we probably could, I always did hear there was a football field out in Gruber Farms. Yeah, so maybe that's where the <laughs> game should be played. Um, um, so I mean, there's something going to ask. for that to happen. Yeah, I, you know, the thing is that the wordage in the blue book, and honestly, there's you know different things in the blue book, different ways to interpret it different ways to read it you know it's um you're always gonna have some people say team a beat team b team b beat team c so yeah. therefore it should go to this one and yeah. one's gonna point to the points but i, I do know this people are gonna point to whatever helps them right i, I mean that's say, just... despite i mean there are very few who can stand back and and look at it from a um i mean i can never remember if it's a subjective or objective i, I always confuse those but from a stance where you are not favoring yourself, Correct. Um, whichever one that is, yeah. and, and say, okay, here's, let's interpret these, we'll do it. Most of the time, 
Um, and even in talking with some very veteran and, and you know, uh, uh, coaches and ADs in this league, I mean, they, they, you always have to wonder, like, okay, what are you trying to get at here? Because it can be questionable sometimes. So um, it, it is tough. And you always got to wonder, you know, why we're arguing to play on a Thursday versus a Friday. Why, you know, hey, there's rain coming. And even with us talking about the games moving this week. And, you know, on, on this list, Mike only has one game today. I think there's – I be argued about that over half the games in the Midland PD Sumter area are now on Thursday night. Yes. Um, yes. Same in Florence. I know PD is playing tonight. Yeah. We're playing tonight. Williamsburg's playing tonight. And um, so, know. you know, out of that, it's like, sometimes you get coaches where, you know, well, are you trying to catch me on a short week? Are you trying to move the game up on purpose? Are you trying, you know, or is it, is it genuine? And, and there's just always that question. So um, it is tough when dealing with, with that sometimes, but I think that, you know, like you said, we got the next couple weeks play out. We'll have a little better picture going into next week. We'll at least know the scenarios that if then, hey, if this team wins, then this happens. If that yeah. team wins, then that happens going into next week. And then, um, like I said, there's there's probably that outside chance we may have that, you know, backyard 10-yard 10, 10 overtime shootout on a Sunday morning somewhere in who knows where. That'd be, that'd be funny. But, you know, the thing is, is, is so many things don't always tell the story. You know, so – the other night, you know, Wilson Hall, you know, quarterback goes down in the second quarter. And it's, you know, we're, you know, it's a competitive game at the time. They were going to kick a field goal either way, you know, not, not passing lane. But obviously, it's a big difference when he's out. I mean, let's yeah. just be honest, right? And, but at, you know, with him not in there, we were able to kind of control the game a little bit. And at the end of the game, it's 28 to seven. There's a minute left in the game. You know, we're going to win the game. Yeah. And, I try not to think this way, but I did. I looked at my staff and said, look, if they score here, they get under 15 points. Yeah. You know, because I know that might be a tiebreak thing. But I still chose to take my kids out because yeah. it's more important for me to be healthy for next week <laughs> than yeah. it is. And I'm like, well, I'm just going to leave that up to whatever. And, and you know, that's that's a tough thing, man. I mean, think about if I leave Jules Huntley in there to play defense with a minute left up by three scores and you yeah. tear ACL on a play. You know yeah. what I mean? That's tough, and um, you know, I don't know. It's just, I don't know what the right answer is, but it's um, just tough. It's tough, man. It's yeah. Tough. Well, it's hard, and that's why point yeah, differentials point differentials are always hard to to go by and look at. So it is. Uh, it is. Well, let's look at the games this week. I think um, you know, we we well, <laughs> how about the game we're not going to play? I, I was asked to talk about this rip. You you yeah. can choose not to if you don't want to, and we can just pass it on. Hilton Head Prep canceled with Trinity. Before the weather stuff, all yeah. right. That that's what was going on. Trinity's been looking for a game that's in our area, and um, I, I was asked just to mention that and get get our thoughts. Well, about I mean, I don't mind talking about. It. I think it. I think it's the same that I alluded to earlier with teams opting out of playoffs and teams opting not. I mean, we had that happen in football playoffs last year. We saw it this year. We see it this year in the four A bracket for volleyball. I mean, we only have eleven teams going and everyone has their reasons to do what they do. And I don't know those reasons all the time. I do know that when decisions are made that affect kids, that's tough. I mean, you got a Trinity team and, and, you know, a team that to be quite honest has struggled at times this year, hasn't been the team they've been the past couple of years. They have a game on their schedule where, Hey, okay, here's a game. We're actually gonna be favored in a game. We can play everybody in a game. We can do this in. And then it's taken away from them. And not only that, I'd assume it's, I'll say, I'd assume it's either homecoming or senior night. I mean, yeah. so yeah. now you've got a, a, now you're not just affecting your kids, you're affecting their kids. I saw in the high school league level, I talked to a buddy of mine who's an AD um, and they had to, they had to cancel a game in recent weeks um, due to low numbers. You know, what does low numbers mean? I mean, certainly in football, 
you can do that. I saw a volleyball team earlier this year have to cancel a game due to low numbers. They, they said, well, we only had seven or eight players. Heck, I've played with eight players the last three weeks. You right. That injury's been banged up. But I mean, it's just different. You know, if I'm a, I pulled up JV players to play the game, you know, yeah. um, football is different. I will say that football is different than a lot of other sports in that regard. Um, but it's tough. It's tough to, to know why it's tough to, you know, um, I know that, that in the volleyball, you know, I've always told Mike, I'm like, look, I, I don't care how bad my record is. If, if I have a chance to go to state and give my kids that experience and give my seniors one more day of playing volleyball, I'm probably going to do it. Yeah, you know? that's right. I mean, it's just what I believe in and what I think is right. And, um, you know, I don't mind saying that. Yeah, no, and I, and I do. Look, <laughs> scheduling, you know, skis a schedule game, and it is tough. It is a really tough task to schedule, um, you know, a master schedule. It is, you know, in hindsight, you know, 2020 vision from, you know, I can look back and be like, you know what, scheduling week eight, Hilton Head Prep at Trinity, non-region game, probably not the best decision yeah. because that makes it easy for them to want to cancel Correct. it doesn't mean anything it's a long ride and it's late in the season right yeah so so i that's certainly not the schedule's fault don't get me wrong not saying that yeah but um you know i think it did make it easier for them to do that yeah but you know, the flip I, side is and, and i think that this is where we had this battle too is okay so do you back in load the schedule with all region games you know I think Mike's gone away from that in recent years, which I personally think is a good thing. I think week 10 should be non-region games or non-classification games. I think week 10 should be your rivalry, your out of region, your stuff like that, because then that gives you an extra week to get ready for playoffs. You know who you're going to play. You know the scenarios. It gives you a makeup game week in there that if you do have to have a hurricane or a something, there's a chance to make that up. Um, but – but it also makes it a lot easier for someone to say, mm, we're done. We're good. Thanks. Yeah, I agree with that, too. We, we kind of, in my, this is my 12th year, so that's six cycles of schedules I've had. I think I had four, so eight years worth of, I had week 10 non-region games. Mm -hmm. But this last two-year cycle, all of our region games have been back-to-back-to-back. -to -back -to -back. We've had six in a row to end the season. Yeah. And, you know, they both have their pluses and minuses. But for sure. We're going to yeah, run out of time. Do. Rip talking about it. So let, let's talk about this game. I, I really like Northwood at, at PD and they're playing tonight. Northwood travels to mm -hmm. PD. I think that's a game that um, you know, PD, you know, hey, they they can win that game and start making some noise. That's that's a big, yeah. big game for for them in 3A. Yeah. I, I think agree. That, I mean, yeah. yeah. I think everybody else is out of region. You know, we said Thomas Hayward, Pinewood, um, Wilson Hall's at um Heathwood Hall. Heathwood Hall. Um so that'll and be a first good y'all. And first Baptist and us. So you know, that's kind of what we're looking at um, in most of those games are tonight, I think. I know y'all are playing tomorrow, but um, – and let's, let's look over at 4A. What do we have in 4A this week? Yeah, we'll jump 4A real quick. I mean, really the game of the week is Porter Gout at Carter Newman. I mean, that's yeah. – you know, Hammond's off this week. Heathwood plays out of region. Cannon Military going to Asheville School. Ben Lippin and Augusta Christian I think is that's a big a, game as well. Yeah, it is. That, that's a big game for seeding purposes. But that Porter Gout Carter Newman is really going to be that fight for the 2-3-4 the seat somewhere in there. Um, you know, it kind of I, – I think, if I'm not mistaken, Carter Newman doesn't play Lawrence Manning. Is that correct? I believe that's right, yeah. All right, so so depending on who wins that game, that could be an interesting tiebreaker-type scenario as well. They both lose to Hammond. They both beat Porter Gowd. If Carter Newman wins, what's that do? If Porter Gowd wins, that kind of makes it pretty clear. Hammond, LMA, Porter Gowd, Carter Newman, one, two, three, four. Um, and then we would have rematches of those games from last two weeks ago. Uh, in the semifinals, potentially. So uh, those are kind of the big two games there. 
yeah, I think it's going to be exciting. I think it's going to be fun, fun um, couple last couple of weeks. Sure. Um, you know, this want everybody to stay healthy and have the best teams. And, and it stinks watching, you know, your, your friends, any any kid get hurt is hard. But, you know, that's part of football. And um, all that stuff matters. You know, winning a state championship, it takes some luck. You know, it always does. I mean, it takes everything to work out. But, um, you know, I wish all the teams going to the volleyball tournament good luck this weekend. Don't forget to get your pickums in on Skiza, on our Skiza Facebook page. Yeah. Um, it's a good time. Remember um, Brett Butler's from Go Mortgage is supplying our, our prize there. So we want to give yeah. him a shout out. And um, Rip, what else? Anything? Good luck to you and, and, and the Lady Bears, man. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. We'll uh we'll see what we can do. Pretty tough. Like I said, tough, tough drawing. This one, you talk about coaches love speculating and everybody will, well, what do you think about the bracket? What do you think? I'm like, guys, look, I mean, at the end of the day, at this point of the year, you gotta win games. That nothing changes by going, Oh man, what if we got this game or what if we had this team? It's the bracket is what it is. You play games in front of you. And and um, you know, we've got two big challenges in front of us potentially. Um, you know, Ben Lippin, a team that beat us already this year, uh, in the first round. And then, um, you know, both of us are trying to, to advance to take on a Porter Gal team to beat both of us um, during the season. And, and and First Baptist is over there looming, waiting for one of us to lose. So they could pick us off on Saturday morning. So, <laughs> um, you know, I, I think that it's 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 going to be a good weekend. I think there's going to be some really good volleyball, especially as you move into Saturday. Um, it's, it's one of those that's always tough as a coach because there's times I'd like to just be there as a fan. You know, I mean, I'd like sure. to just enjoy the games that are going on. Um, but, but, you know, we're, we, we got some, hopefully some volleyball to still be playing and, and see what we can do. So, um, good luck to y'all as well. And, and we'll, um, we'll, uh, we'll see what we can do this weekend. We'll try to be updating. I know Skiza, you know, won't necessarily have updated brackets throughout the day, but follow your different schools on social medias. I'm sure they'll be posting out results as they see them. Yeah, and I'll, I'll try to do my best to post some on our, on our, our Facebook page if, if I'm able to get there and yeah. I hope, hopefully I am so. Good luck to all the teams and, and ADs and coaches and just y'all travel safe and good luck tonight at the football games and tomorrow. So, Rip, we'll see you next week, bro. All right. Thank you, Neil.